Welcome to Hebsey on Sports, episode number 175. I'm your host, Mark Hebsher, alongside Toronto Mike. And today on the show, one of my favorite comedy shows is coming back to TV. This has nothing to do with sports, but it's my show. Is it Sportsline? It's not. <laughs> Good guess, though. Just as popular. The show was called Kids in the Hall. It's coming back. Love that show. Didn't I tell you? I had this exclusive. I didn't tell you, I guess, because Kevin told me this. Kevin McDonald. Two months ago. One of the all-time great. And he said, don't say anything until it's announced. And I thought maybe I mentioned it to you. Yeah. I apologize if I didn't. Kevin McDonald, big ally of Frady fan. We can go real deep well, when into you, the We did. The I, I, I told him yeah. your question about ally of Frady there when he was go. over here. Uh, now that the ratings are in and the fan has been dethroned by TSN, can anything happen at Rogers Radio? Anything? Could Bob McCowan be coming back? Could Don Cherry get his own radio show? Not the morning show, but, you know, maybe, I don't know, a few minutes, half an hour a day, a couple times a week. Nick Kiprio's coming back. John Shannon coming back. Doug McClain coming back. Uh-uh. Because the fan is in the toilet. We'll talk about that as well. Steph Curry returns to the Warriors lineup as the Raptors begin a, uh, are in the midst of a Western road swing, trying to hang on to second place in the East. We'll talk about their big win last night. By the way, Norm Powell... Norm Powell could be the NBA's most improved player this year. It's possible. Mika Zabinijad, five goals in one game for the New York Rangers. Do you know how rare that is, Mike? Do you have any idea how rare that is? Very rare. Five goals in a game. Is it more rare than 60 points in an NBA game? Is it more rare than hitting four home runs in a Major League Baseball game? Is it more rare than a quarterback in the NFL throwing six or more touchdown passes? Think about how rare scoring five goals in an NHL game is. Get your guesses ready. We'll talk about that a little later. Love it. But first, let's get this show on the road because the Leafs are on the road in California. They stole a point from the LA Kings last night. They stole a point. It's not easy to get a point and not score a goal. <clears throat> they didn't score. They got shut out one nothing by the Kings, but they got a point. Because of this rule, this, you know, three points available in a game kind of rule. The loser point. Yeah. And at the same time, the Florida Panthers, the team that's chasing them, did the exact same thing. The only difference is the Panthers um, lost in overtime to the NHL's best team, the Boston Bruins. And the Leafs lost in overtime in a shootout to the second worst team in the NHL, the LA Kings. Final score, one nothing. Freddie Anderson was fantastic. Steady Freddie. Uh, Had it not been for him, the game would have ended in regulation and the Leafs would have gotten nothing. Nada. Zip. Zilch. Rien. Freddie kicked out 30 Kings shots, many of them from point-blank range. Which is an expression that when you think about it, you probably don't even know the origin of it. And it could be Bill Hewitt, it could be Foster Hewitt, it could be Danny Gallivan. But just just the expression. It's better than any other expression in any sport. From point-blank range. He's right there. He's going to fire that into the net because he's in point-blank range. Everyone knows that's like the equivalent of being in the six-yard box in soccer. That's point-blank range. You don't miss from there if you're a scorer. Right. But Freddie made some great saves. Many of the Kings were in point-blank range. And with the Panthers getting their point, no T. So the Leafs still have a five-point cushion on the Panthers. Uh, Florida has a game in hand. And as great as Anderson played, and he was especially good in the overtime, when the Leafs had to kill a penalty, and they did, he was outdone by Kings keeper Jonathan Quick. You know Johnny Quick, don't you? Two-time Stanley Cup champion. Made 36 saves, several of the outstanding varieties. He robbed William Nylander nine times. Twice on breakaways, but not, Nylander had nine shots on goal. Nine! But it's the shot he didn't take in overtime that could have made the difference. He passed.
passed when he should have shot. How do I know this, Mike? Because I stayed up late last night, I mean, into early this morning, yeah. <clears throat> to watch the Leafs, Kings, and the Raptors, Warriors. I was about to ask. Back and forth on two different devices. I've got, to, I got the, the iPad here. I got the television over there. I'm back and forth between the two. Now, you know that in basketball, you can kind of miss a few minutes worth because they go back and forth. You miss, I miss, you hit a three, I hit a three. It's the second quarter, blah, 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 blah. But then when the game got tense, it was around the same time as the Leaf game, and it was very, very exciting, and I didn't have anyone to phone or, hey, you're watching the game, because it was late. What time did it all wrap up? Oh, I don't know. Because I was uh, zonked by 11 p.m. I I nodded off at some point in the third period, and then... um, and then woke up uh, um, before the overtime began. The overtime was fantastic in the shootout. And in the Raptors game, I kind of drifted in and, in and out. I, I kind of was like, you know, they made a run there. Uh, Golden State made a run in the third quarter to cut it to like one. The Raptors lead to one, and I kind of caught that. And then I, I was kind of fading. But I knew I had to stay up to watch the games. Anyway, back to the Leaf game for a second. So, so Nylander, nine shots on goal, a couple of breakaways, uh, and he just couldn't, he just couldn't uh, get a goal. Mitch Marner, who failed to score in the final shot of the shootout, had six shots on goal. By the way, Nylander did score in the shootout. He was the only Leaf to score in the shootout. Uh, Marner had six shots on goal, had a couple of those. You know, now the Leafs have become sort of the team where it's like, oh, who's going to go through the legs now? Who's going to put the, you know what I mean? Is it going to be Nylander? Is it going to be Marner? Is it going to be Matthews? Because Matthews looks to me like he's ready to do either the lacrosse move or some kind of funky well, they're, highly, they're highly skilled players. Highly skilled players. Highly skilled. Well, we haven't had opportunity to say that very often in no. Toronto. Uh, Matthews had four shots on goal. Two of them were those one-timers, those, you know, Brett Hall one-timers, Steven Stamkos one-timers, Ovechkin one-timers, the snipers one-timers. Right. Here's the cross-ice pass, and the goalie, even though he knows it's coming, and he slides across, still can't get there in time. Well, Quick got there twice and stopped Matthews well, he's on quick. both occasions. He's, he's, like I said, two-time Stanley But how old is he? Do you remember? Do you know? <clears throat> I guess I'm asking. Johnny Quick? Quiet. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, let's see. Him, he was Bernier they traded away years ago. I'm going to say Jonathan I'm, I'm going to say he's 30. As producer, I probably should Google this <clears throat> while you talk. and then. No, nah, don't worry about <laughs> okay. that. What's the difference? What's the difference how old he is? Oh, don't. Don't start Googling his age. I mean, it's not that important. 34 you know? years old. Is he 34? Doesn't look a day over 30. <laughs> anyway, he got the win last night. Leafs get a point against one of the worst, one of the worst teams in the NHL. And Coach Sheldon Keefe started the road trip uh, the other night in San Jose with Jack Campbell in goal. And even though he played well, except for well, they scored twice in like a minute. Um, he, I mean, he, I guess he kept them in the game. But he's going to get the start tonight when the Leafs go down the road to Anaheim. So this back, the back to back. So it's weird, kind of like you got your number one goalie, but he's only going to play one of the three games on the road trip. But by the same token, you're showing your team that Jack Campbell, if necessary, if we need him, if Freddie slumps or something, God forbid, gets hurt, that Campbell is more than adequate as a backup compared to what the, the Leafs used to have. Although Michael Hutchinson won the other night for Colorado <laughs> against Jonathan Bernier, so you just never know. So Sheldon Keefe kind of rolling the dice. These are all important games. Every game's important, I get it. But for him to establish Campbell as a legitimate 1A if Freddie, you know, falters at all, this is a good thing. So he'll be in goal tonight against the uh, the mighty. Are they still called the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim? No, no, it, no. They lost MDA a long time. MDA. Ago. It was MDA. Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I think they won the cup as just the Ducks, didn't they? I don't know. 
Does, does it matter? <laughs> does anything matter? Was it the Tampa Bay Devil Rays? The Tampa Bay Rays? It was the Devil Rays. Was it Rays. the Cincinnati Red Legs or just the Cincinnati Reds? <laughs> was it the Chicago Red Stockings? Well, how about or the Knickerbockers? It the, was it the New York Knickerbockers or the New York Knicks? Was it the Chicago White Stockings or the how Chicago White How come I don't see the Spike Lee controversy on your list of What controversy? Topics? Spike Lee <clears throat> decided that he was that he was a big enough star that he should be able to go in the employee's entrance right. at Madison Square Garden. Instead of the VIP entrance, which is for every VIP, every single VIP. Including, does, does Drake get to go through you, the employee I, entrance? I don't at know. The, uh, I, I, and if he does, it hasn't been a hassle. But some, some, you know, one particular guard there said, listen, Mr. Lee, you're not allowed here. This is the employee's entrance and the employee's elevator. And Spike does he Lee, sound like that? Well, he's a New Yorker. <laughs> so Spike Lee is like, you know, do you know who I am? Do you, are you going to do the right thing? Right, right. And back and forth and back and forth. And anyway, so now he's going, I'm not going back to the Garden this year, which is very convenient to say because the Knicks are a terrible team. It's very right. convenient for Spike Lee to say, I'm not going to go back this year. <laughs> he specified this year. But, I mean, man, you've been told enough times, Mr. Lee, please don't go in the employee's entrance. That's why we have a VIP entrance. That's for you. The rules But he's like, oh, apply. man, they wanted me to get off, uh, they get out and then go out onto 33rd right. Street and go around the corner to 31st Street and why should I have to go outside? And right. I'm Spike Lee. Dude, just go through the VIP entrance like everybody else. Right. Okay? You're not that big a star anymore. You're not an owner. Unless you can get in with Reggie Miller. If you can say, hey, Reg, can you bring me in through the... <laughs> anyway, so... Um, oh, yeah, we were talking about Leafs. By the way, how often do the Leafs and Raptors go to the West Coast at the same time i don't know it doesn't i don't remember you, like staying up late to watch both games very often no probably not probably not probably a rarity maybe one is just finishing while the other one's starting but you're right to for both yeah. teams to start at 10 30 and they're night. both in california and and steve dangle on uh on sportsnet was like they should outlaw 10 30 starts like you know <laughs> who cares about people on the west coast what do we care about that you know 10 30 is too Typical late toronto attitude and even the 10 o'clock even like can you not start it at 10 10 would be okay 10 but 10 right. 30 to start by the time the game starts it's 10 37 I'd right? be curious how many people listening to us right now simply Whatever. couldn't uh, couldn't stay up for these two games. I, I bet you there's a lot of people. I think most. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard. We but you did be, it. I'm I'm so I interested it, but, in that. Yeah, I did it. Be, but we have to understand something. I mean, I planned it well in advance. I planned it two days in advance that I would get a good nap in in the afternoon. Right, but these are regular. Season I wouldn't games. eat a full full meal because if I eat a, the full meal, then generally within a few hours of that full meal and it's digested, I'm I'm tired. I'm ready for bed. But I changed my routine around so that I would right. be fresh and sharp at 10.30 at night to be able to withstand, you know, the double screen Toronto, you know. And do you think that makes you a better phone. podcaster? It makes me a better person. Because I haven't seen any of these games and I feel like uh, I'm right there with you. It makes me a better person. <laughs> and it makes you better. It's You're, you're better. You're well, uh, more well-informed. You're educating well me. I love it. You're more well-informed. <laughs> now, how do I get rid of this I need thing? more sleep than you do. How do I get rid of this thing now? I get rid of the keyboard. What the hell did I do? Get out of here. Well, it's your iPad. I can't oh, support God, that. Somehow that'll be my fault. I will say that I, I am uh, going to tell the audience that uh, Hebsey has adapted to modern technology in that now his notes are on a, uh, a Google document, which uh, means he can update it. And it, it's a single version we both access. And you can update it from anywhere you have an internet connection. Right. And it's uh, such a... I mean, it was my idea. That's why I'm praising it. <laughs> but it's, it's such a smart way as opposed to it the is. old school style where you, I know. you write a Word doc and then sometimes you forget to email it. Like last right. episode where you were winging it, I was which might have been your best episode ever. Do you think so? It was, I don't know. If, I mean, you're, can, you're a good writer, you, but you're, you're so good on your feet. Have you, 
have you gone and made the comparisons? Have you listened to other shows where they were somewhat scripted and said, no, no, you're way better off without a script? Um, no. Because, <laughs> Am I supposed to do that? Because back in the day on Sportsline, that was usually the best stuff was kind of like the unscripted. Of Wing it. Improvise. Okay. Ad lib. Right. Your way right. through it. And not but everyone you have can to have, do you it. You have to have not a script, but you have to have some type of a format, a shell of a format to at yeah. least... And also like when you've topic. got when you've got a producer that's like okay let's move on to the next topic okay uh, you know that type of a thing but in this case here there is no one to really say okay come on well, nobody's interested anymore I'll start doing wrap up signs people yeah, can see it on the videos right I won't pay attention <laughs> uh, so the Leafs get a couple of days off after tonight's game against Anaheim and then they take on their likely first round playoff opponent the Tampa Bay Lightning on Tuesday now if ever you were going to play the Lightning in the playoffs and I know we're getting ahead of ourselves but why not. You're five clear. Is, of is it still 50 50? I feel it's better no, than No, it's that better. Now you're five clear of Florida, and Florida doesn't right. look that good either. Right. Um, so if it's going to be Tampa in the first round, I'm okay with that because they're not going to have Stamkos. And remember, I can't remember the last time Tampa won a playoff game. They went out in four <laughs> straight against Columbus last year, so you just never know. That's true. So let's keep that. Elsewhere in the NHL, Mika Zibanejad of the New York Rangers scored five goals, including the winner in overtime as the Blue Shirts beat the Capitals 6-5 in, they say, the most exciting game of the year. The most exciting game of the year. First of all, you don't get guys scoring five goals that often, but certainly not the fifth goal as the overtime winner. Five out of the six goals he scored. He scored in every period. And, of course, when that happens, the stats nerds come out and go, it's the first time anyone's ever scored in every period and the overtime. Oh, is that true? These, That's amazing. You know, stuff like that. So you get all these, you know, little statty. But, sure. but the first thing I thought of when he scored five goals in a game, I'm going, yeah. That's pretty rare. Yeah. How many other people have done it? And how does that stand up in other rarities in sports? For mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. five goals in a game, Mike, versus... How many times have, have has a player scored 60 points in an NBA game? Right. How many times has a player hit four home runs in a major league game? How many times has a quarterback thrown six or more touchdown passes? So this, to me, is the way to make the comparison. Right. And it's sort of like you and I last year, I think we went through it where... Um, uh, how many inside the park home runs had been oh, hit it was versus perfect games? Cycles versus perfect <clears throat> games. Right, cycles, stuff right. like that. Or no hitters, actually. So how, rare, no hitters. so how rare do you think five goals in a game is compared to these other ones? In fact, let me, is it, am I correct in um, that only it's only been done one time by a Toronto Maple Leaf when Daryl Sittler had his 10-point night? No, Ian Turnbull scored five goals in a game. Okay, before my, I don't remember that one. Okay. Yeah. I know Freecher. What do you mean? What do you mean it was after Daryl so, Sittler's? Or around the same time, anyway. Okay, well, that was before my time But as just well. five goals in a game, period. In but the that's history legendary. of the NHL. How many times has it been done, do you think? Five goals in one game. I'm going to say it's happened eight times. 61 Oh, times. my God, I'm terrible. Not I know Gretzky close. did it when we talked You're about not that. Not even fitness, close, right? Five, so it's happened 61 times. So that's rare. That's fairly rare. Huh. But how about, how, how about 60 points in an NBA game? How many times do you think that's happened? I don't have a. Cl- I, I'm, it's hard for me more, to guess. More or less than five. Uh, is it rare? More rare? It. More rare than five goals in a game? I'm gonna say it's or pretty similar. Uh, no, it's happened more. Seventy-four times okay, versus similar. sixty-one. That's but, similar. But remember, though, Will Chamberlain probably did it like you know, twenty times. Right. Right. Okay. How about four home runs in a in a in a game in baseball? Uh, how does that stack up? Delgado versus, did that right. Versus uh, five versus five goals. I'm gonna in a say game. that's the most common. I'm going to say that's happened over 100 times. That's the least common. <laughs> I'm Mike, terrible at so, this. Can only, I edit this It's file? only happened 18 times that a player has hit four home runs in a game. Okay. Only 18 times. The most recent, I believe, by Scooter Jeanette, 
of the Cincinnati Reds. Like, weird. He was just having one of those days. Um, and what about six or more touchdown passes? That one I actually don't know. The I, record is seven, by the way. But how many times has it been done six or more touchdown passes? 20 times. 49 times. So the most rare of the four is the four home runs in a game. Okay. Followed by six or more touchdown passes thrown in the NFL. Okay. Followed by five goals in a game. Followed by 60 points in an NBA game. Just to give you some No, I like these. Uh, perspective. I like these trivia <clears throat> things. No charge. We should do this every episode nah, where I, I look really, really, really dumb. No, 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 no. We'll save that for the premium episodes for our subscribers. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned. We have some great right. ideas. Local health authorities in San Jose had suggested that last night's game between the Sharks and the Minnesota Wild be postponed because of a number of cases of the coronavirus, which had been reported in the region. The local medical officer of health suggested strongly that the game be postponed. Interesting. Or at the very least... No fans be allowed to attend, similar to many events going on around the world. Serie A soccer in Italy, uh, the games for the next, I believe, for the rest of the month will be played with no spectators. Uh, well, that's, like we said, that's, the, the Orioles serious, did this. Uh... Yeah, that, that, but there's been a serious outbreak of that. I believe the Orioles, the reason they did it was because of the riots. Yeah, it Baltimore. was. It was because of the This riots. is different. This is congr- a number of people congregating together. Right. is not uh, going to help uh, in, uh, you know, um, uh, eradicating this right. this virus. But anyway, so the players, I guess the team kind of went, okay, thank you for that information, San Jose uh, Health Authorities. But uh, <clears throat> no, we've spoken to our doctors, we've spoken to other medical experts, and uh, we've, we've spoken to the players, and uh, <clears throat> we're comfortable with the decision to play the game, which they did. Now, we don't know if there was any incident or not. We're not aware of that, okay? We don't know if people were forced to wash their hands going in. The point of the matter is, mm-hmm. is that, you know, a lot of people are panicking. Uh, they're not trusting of um, local authorities. They hear, breaking news, one more case of coronavirus in this particular region, and people freak out. Whereas, you know, the medical experts are saying, wait a second, that person had medical issues already. Now, we're not saying that... Had it not been for the coronavirus, they'd still be alive and healthy today, but they weren't doing so well anyway. So it's not just that they've got another case or there was another death. The circumstances surrounding it may have been different than what you read in a tweet. And so you're taking all this information into consideration saying, okay, hang on. Is it that big of a threat to the public health if 17 or 18,000 people congregate in the San Jose Arena, SAP Arena? And the answer, according to the people, no. So, so, thanks, so in anyway. Italy, where the outbreak is more severe, <clears throat> that's, oh, much more severe. That's different, and, and, and it's it, been it, going on for a while. It's been a it's been a week, ten day, a couple of weeks, I believe. There were some games, matches were played with no fan. There was a Europa right. League match two weeks ago where nope, there were no fans. And of course, we're all going to wait and see what they do with the Olympics. Well, the Olympics they've the got a one. they've got a bit of a bit of a broader timeline. The other thing is they could always postpone the Olympics till later in twenty twenty. Right, uh, they're scheduled for late July right now. They could they could bump them back, but that decision doesn't have to be made just yet. Uh, they're monitoring the situation. Um, but here's what I thought was interesting. It's when reporters <clears throat> go to people that don't have expertise in a subject right. and ask their opinion <clears throat> as if their opinion mattered. And the reason I brought this up was the other day a reporter asked Jurgen Klopp, the manager of the Liverpool soccer team. Now, this is a soccer manager. He does not. He's not a doctor. He's not a doctor. <clears throat> he didn't go to medical school. He, he's not available. I mean, you know, I think when someone gets hurt, uh, he doesn't say to the trainer, get out of there. I know what, what's going <laughs> on here. Right. 
and so a reporter asked him about his concerns regarding the virus, and he kind of admonished the reporter. He said he had, he had no reason to speak on the topic. Here's the quote. <clears throat> what I don't like in life is that a very serious thing, a football manager's opinion, is important. I don't understand that. I really don't understand it. I could ask you. You're in exactly the same role as I am. It's not important what famous people say. We have to speak about things in the right manner, not people with no knowledge like me. So that's refreshingly succinct. It's like, why would I, why would you ask for my opinion on the coronavirus? Talk to a doctor. Talk to me about what I know, and that is managing a football team. But how could I give you any insight or anything like that? So he's he's like, why would you ask me stuff like that? And it's true. It's so true. It would be like, you know, in the middle of a White House press conference, and one reporter puts up his hand, who do you like in the Army-Navy game? He's like, you know, what are you asking my opinion Well, that's for? different. And even, that's different. Well, and then even that is that's kind of like, serious more thing. of a fun He says here a serious you're thing, right, and right. that's the key difference. You're right. uh, it's true. This it's is not- serious. We need to listen to uh, the uh, you know educated experts who uh, have degrees and such and, and know what they're talking about instead of football managers. Correct. So instead of having both eyes closed at like, you know, midnight or whatever it was last night. I had uh, uh, one eye open on the Leafs game and the other eye open on the Raptors game, uh, who were also, they were in California. Now, there was this big, there were, it's their return to Golden State. That's where they won the, cha- well, they didn't. They won the championship in the Oracle Arena right. last year in Oakland, which is, you know, they don't play. They're playing the new arena in San Francisco now. Right. So it's not even going back to, you know, the scene of the crime or anything like that. Back where Masai Ujiri supposedly, uh, you know, punched out a security guard. Close. <clears throat> they're in a different, they're in a different arena, different venue. And of course, they're not playing the Western Conference champion Golden State Warriors. They're playing a skeleton right. of that team. There's nobody left except Steph Curry's return after missing 58 games with a broken left hand. Wow. So last night it was like, okay, the Warriors are terrible Warriors. At least there's some who are welcoming Steph Curry back to the game. He played 27 minutes, had 23 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, but it wasn't nearly enough to overtake the powerful Raptors who, uh, after losing three games in a row, have now won two straight. They won 121-113 last night. Norm Powell. 37 points for the Raptors. That's a career high. The Raptors also clinched a playoff spot with the win, which to me is the most, the most insignificant, but I have to mention it. Of course. Because after the game was over, they didn't, the champagne didn't come out. Hey, we clinched a playoff spot. We kind of all knew that that was going to happen. Our concern more is... They don't uh, do that anyways for hockey and... and, uh, Well, it uh, depends. It depends. Now, if you clinch that playoff spot on the second last day of the season, maybe. But no champagne. I've never seen champagne for a playoff. Not clinch, champagne, uh... not champagne, but some kind of celebration. <laughs> okay. Some kind of celebration. Maybe the same as the David Ayer celebration when he, you know, that kind of water bottles. Are those 50 minutes over yet or are they still going? Oh, no, he's, no, no, no. He's, he's going places, man. They're gonna have a, I'm surprised they're that the gonna league have a bobble has, I him. never liked that story because the Leafs never got a decent shot on that in that third period, right. and I feel like it's... Uh, That's an old story already. All right, I'm, I'm already angry story. about it. Okay. All right, so back to the Raptors game. So uh, they clinch a playoff spot with the win. Kyle Lowry, 26 points. He got poked in the eye the other night. I thought, oh, my God. Like they're gonna, he's gonna have to. They're gonna have to put a glass eye in there for the guy or something. Like he's never gonna. He's gonna have blurred. He's gonna have blurred vision for the rest of his life, right? I'm. They take him off. He's covering his eye. He comes back. It's like the (laughs) shoots the lights out. So he had 26 last night, and the Raptors welcome back big Serge Ibaka. Now I'm gonna tell you right now, if he never played another NBA game, Serge Ibaka would be just fine in life. This guy's got so much going for him. He's a chef. He's a fashion icon. He's not a chef. He doesn't cook his own meals. That's bullshit. Whoa. You know that, eh? 
No, he I, doesn't cook I, I don't his own. Know that. Really? They go buy all the stuff for him and all that. And he doesn't cook on the those commercials. Meals. He makes it look like no. He's got a personal. chef. But do you chef. know this for a fact? He's or got you a personal just, uh, cynic, chef. You just being a cynical bastard. No, he's got a personal chef. He's got a personal chef. He didn't prepare that stuff. The chef has a personal. Yeah, like, next you're going to tell me something about. He's got a personal uh, chef, and in fact, in fact, his personal chef we had on our show, our previous podcast, myself and Liz West. So he doesn't. I mean, he makes it look good in the commercials. Huh? Wow. You honestly think that, sir, they're going to, you think that Nick Nurse is going to, if I catch you with a freaking knife in your hand, you're not even close, sir. Okay, you good. stay away from anything that's sharp. You keep those hands away from that. Keep, keep with the long scarfs. That's a cool thing. Good looking guy. Well, oh, speaks yeah. three languages. Like he can go from English to French to Spanish like that, like right. nothing. A handsome man. And I'm, you know, I can say that. I agree I'm comfortable you. in my, you know, masculinity. <laughs> I, I compliment ha- handsome men yeah. all the time. And, uh, and just, you know, just a cool guy. So he could be a TV star. He could end up being an analyst. He could have his own show. He could be yeah, anything he wants to be. But last night, he, uh, he was a basketball player. 13 points and 13 rebounds as he came wow. back from injury. And the Raps continue their road trip in Sacramento Sunday night. And they're hoping to have Marc Gasol and Fred Van Vliet back in the lineup, uh, hopefully for that game. Maybe one of them, maybe both of them, hopefully none of them, uh, hopefully not none of them. And then Monday, because they're back-to-back, a little weird. Right. They're playing Sunday in Sacramento and then Monday night in Utah to finish up their road trip. So hopefully the, the guys will be back. And if not, they'll be back in time for when um, the Raptors come home. They lead uh, third-place Boston by a game and a half in the conference, but trail the awesome Milwaukee Bucks by nine games. The Bucks are 53-9 and nine this year. You know what they're talking about? They're talking about Chicago Bulls type numbers, Golden State Warriors type numbers, like winning 70 games, like stuff like that. And boy, the Bucks look sensational. But I got to tell you, in the playoffs, I would take the Raptors over them. I would. I would do it. Team defense. Usually, this is the time of year when baseball spring training tends to just drag along. You know, most of the good stories have already been told. Because that's what reporters do. They pile, they stockpile those stories. The early days of spring training. Ooh, it's a great success story. Here's a great comeback story. Here's Matt Shoemaker, who last year tore his Achilles tendon in a rundown. And here he is back now. And, you know, striking out five guys in three innings of work. He's ready to go for opening day. All that stuff. But now you're kind of into, each team has played, I don't know, 15 spring training games? You know, like that kind of a thing. And you know, there's, you've still got a few more weeks of spring training and the season starts in late March. And so it's sort of that, you know, what's going on. So now, uh, and, and also this year, there's new rules in baseball, which, which managers and fans and players are just sort of figuring out now. Because it used to be, how's Nate Pearson throwing? How's Vladdy hitting? But now there's more to it, especially right. from the manager's standpoint. First of all, number one, teams can carry 26 players on the active roster. Now that's a big difference because that 26th man is going to be much more important. There's going to be a lot more pinch hitting. A lot more changes. And the reason for that, Mike, is that this year in baseball, there's a new rule that says a pitcher must face at least three batters unless an inning ends, right? Right. So now you come into the game to start the seventh inning, right? And you're looking at the, and you know, it used to be, okay, I got lefty-righty matchup. When right. the lefty comes up, I'll replace this guy with the lefty. One, one, you know, I'll, he'll pitch to one guy, he'll pitch to one guy, he'll pitch to one guy. Not anymore. Now, when a manager brings a reliever into the game, that reliever has to face three batters. That's a significant change. So here's what's going to happen. Number one, there will be more intentional walks than in the history of Major League Baseball. And here's why. Mike, I come into the, in the seventh inning, mm-hmm. all right? 
you're the first batter, the two guys behind, you're a right-handed batter, and the two guys behind you are left-handed batters. Right. Right? I'm a lefty. I don't want to face you as the right-handed batter. I don't want to. It's not a good matchup. But the two guys hitting behind you is a good matchup for me. I got to I got to face three batters. Right. Okay? So now what do I do? I don't know what to do. I, I got to face three batters. So I walk you intentionally. That's one batter. And then I pitch to my two lefties. Right. But meanwhile, the manager on the other team says, oh, wait a second here. I can, I can pinch hit. And they can't make a counter move. I can pinch hit for that left-handed batter. I can put a right-handed batter in. But, but my, my opponent cannot change pitchers. Right. So now he's got a matchup that he does not want at all. He's got the lefty pitching to a righty. And now he says, I don't want this. But if I intentionally walk this guy, that means I've faced three batters. And now my manager can make the pitching change. It sets up so many different possibilities. And the end result <clears throat> is more offense. The end result, what they want to do is they want to reduce the amount of time it takes to play games. You know, sure. every time you bring in another pitcher, it takes warm-up pitches, the whole thing, it takes forever. But I'm not sure this is going to make a difference in the amount of time, but I do think it's going to change. It's going to be like a guitarist having to play with just three fingers on his left hand, for example. It limits your, <clears throat> excuse me, your possibilities. And, and what it does is it opens up the game to way more pinch hitting, way more pinch hitting. Instead of righty, lefty, right. And the other one is if I'm putting a lineup together, instead of righty, lefty, righty, lefty, maybe if my left-handed hitter is a, a great hitter, right? Let's say, I, I don't know, let's say, let's say they don't want to pitch to Kevin Biggio. He's a left-handed hitter. I would put right-handed hitters behind him so that if they avoided the left-handed um, batter, right. they've got two righties in behind it, and there's nothing the, pitcher, the, the manager can't do anything because that pitcher has to face three, a minimum of three batters. You're going to see guys walking in a run. You're going to see guys with a dangerous hitter up there actually intentionally walking a guy to drive in a run like they used to with Barry Bonds. Right. You're going to see that because of the matchups and because that pitcher has to stay in the game. So he's better off walking in a run, intentionally walking in a run to get the matchup that he wants to face the third batter, right? Very interesting. How about this one? I go th I'm go i a right-handed pitcher. I go 3-0 and oh on you. Manager comes out, says, hang on. I'm bringing in a relief pitcher. He issues ball four to you. That's right. one batter faced. Okay. Right? Yeah. That's yes. a batter faced. It's considered a batter faced. Now he's got two right. more guys. Right. So there's going to be all that. It's going to be very, very exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Are you sure that you uh, don't have to face the, the, to be responsible for the entire batter? Like you could do that? No, one? you can do that. That's okay. right. That's right. Because it's considered, because you finished off the batter, you can, that's considered to be a batter faced. Now they might change that rule if managers find a way around it to abuse the rule. They might do that. They might take a starting pitcher and say, you know what? I, I can't afford to have my relief pitcher face three guys. But tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to have him face this guy on a 3-1 count or a 3-0 count and walk him intentionally. That's one batter faced. And then I got my good matchups the next two. Force the other manager in to go to, the, to his bench for a pinch hitter earlier in the game. All kinds of stuff. It's when do you think great. they're going to introduce that slow pitch uh, extra innings rule where you start with a guy on second base? Hey, it, they're, doing the, they're doing it in the minors All now. <clears throat> They've been doing it in the minors, right? You right. start off extra innings with a runner in, at second base. Because my brother's still mad at the 18-inning yeah. game that uh, he had to attend. Yeah, well, too bad for him. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, like I mentioned, a guy like uh, Nate Pearson, 
He may be able to throw 103 miles an hour, but he, he won't need to in April in Buffalo. He won't need to get it up to 103. And they'll do with him what they did with Vladdy last year. Wow. And they'll do it. They'll manipulate his service time. I don't want to hear another word about it. That's the way they're doing it in baseball, and that's just fine. You got to do it now, It worked right? out you fine for it. Vladdy. Well, right? you got to do it. No, but it worked out fine, right, for Vladdy. He didn't, he didn't suffer any setback because he had to spend three weeks in Buffalo, did he? No. No, I don't think so. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, but and, it, but and the fans a, do lose out on a few weeks. Well, so what? Like, you're forgetting about the fans. Nah, you always forget about the fans. Well, no, no, I forgot the fans. You forgot about when they played them on Memorial like the fans Day. Would like when they to didn't see, play them just, on Memorial Day. Well, for, yeah, or well, on uh, Victoria Day. That was brain day, Victoria Day. Right. But I, just for the record, yeah. uh, the reason fans would like to see Nate Pearson on opening day. Well, they're uh, not going to. But I know, but fans would like to see it. Like, fans don't like Unless he's going to start on opening day. We understand why the team has to do this thing, but the fans are the ones who, you know, pay. You're right. By not getting the best but, players on uh, their team. But that's there's 162 games. Anyway, uh, I think the Jays, I mean, still, with what they've got, one of the youngest and most exciting teams in baseball. Whether that'll translate into 75 to 80 wins this year, I don't know. They only had 67 wins last year. Can they bump it up by 10? Can they go 77 and 85? I think uh, so. I, I don't think know. So. I I, I'm so. going to say they're going to win uh, 73 games. I think they're going to win Somebody 77 write that down. games. 77 and 85. Okay. Because, you know, the Yankees have got some injury problems. Uh, Boston, boy, they got fleeced. Not as good as they used to be. You got Vladdy. You got Bo. You got Kevin Biggio. You got Lourdes Gurriel Jr. You got Danny Jansen. If Rowdy Telez and Randall Grichuk and Teoscar Hernandez can step up their games a bit, you might be okay. Might be okay. I'm really looking forward to seeing the development of the really young players. They all got their first year in. I think for Guriel Jr., what did he have? 300 and something at bats, got sent to Buffalo, started as a shortstop, ended up as a left fielder. I really think you're going to see a lot of growth there. And the new rules, baby, it's going to be fun trying to keep up with the new rules. Hey, Mike, how do you think Scott Moore and Keith Pelley and Nazar Muhammad felt when it was announced that Rogers owned Fan 590 Radio was beaten in the two key time slots by all sports rival TSN 1050? How do you think these guys felt? Schoenfeld? <clears throat> like, what are they feeling? They're not there anymore. None of those guys. They're all long gone. No, uh, but they were the ones who engineered that multi-billion dollar TV deal with uh, Rogers and the NHL, and now everybody else is paying for it. They couldn't afford to keep good talent. They spent too much money on one thing. Okay, but you're only talking about counters, one guy. Talking like about three guys. One high-priced guy was, was removed. Oh, no. Like, Don Cherry, Bob McCowan, Doug McLean, Nick Kiprios, John Shannon, Paul Romanuk, uh, Darren uh, Millard. Go on and on No, I'm talking years. about on the radio. But let, let's oh, finish. On the, the radio? Like, yeah, I'm, I mean, only Bob McCowan. Well, there, how many radio people are there? <clears throat> and was, was Shannon not part of McCowan's show? No, no one was, tuned was, in for John Shannon. Was... No, but that's not the point. Was he well, not? That, was he not a complimentary figure on that show? Was Doug McClain not a complimentary figure on that show? Was Nick Kiprios not a complimentary man? And when it came to Leafs lunch and stuff, like, come on, they shed big time salaries. Anyway, here's the story: <clears throat> the recent uh, radio book, the ratings book, came out mm -hmm. uh, for I guess it's the January February time. TSN ten fifty with a two point one share, the fan five ninety a two point zero share. Now, what is That's that? That's all listeners. That's total cum, as they call it. Cumulation cum. That's total cum. I think it's listeners uh, either 2 plus or 18 plus. So it's not just in the key demographic of 25 to 54 males, but 18 plus is a pretty good demographic. Okay, but in their key demo, which is men 25 to 54, I do have the numbers. Like, I I'll do just, too. I okay. do too, but that's the key demo. What I'm saying to you is, is that overall, overall, all day, all week, TSN beat the Fan 590. That's extraordinary. 
Okay. Two, two years ago, the fan led TS, uh, uh, TSN radio by a score of 5.2 to 1.0. They had five times as many total listeners two years ago. That is a plunge of titanic proportions by Roger's own Fan 590. Massive loss. You fired McCowan. Okay, that's from the radio side. You got rid of Cherry and McLean and Kiprios and tons of others. Shannon. Several more experienced and likable personalities were cut because of costs. So here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Overdrive, which I said, I don't know, two years ago, that it was my favorite radio show, had been on the air for a few years. We're just kind of getting, you know what? Hayes, Noodles, and the O-Dog are three guys I want to listen to. They've got great chemistry, but they had been on the air together for a number of years. It took, originally it was like, who are these guys? And then after a while, they got into a rhythm. This is something the fan has not done. They don't allow anyone to get into any rhythm. 18 months goes by, haven't seen any improvement, off you go, changing things. And this is the problem here. So listen to this, Overdrive with Hayes, Noodles, and the O-Dog, best show on radio, had a 4.1 share among men aged 25 to 54. That's a key demo there. That is the key demo. The fan, a 3.5. Now, that's two different shows. Overdrive runs from 4 to 7 p.m. The fan has a writer's block from 4 to 5, Tim and Sid from 5 to 7. But still, a 4.1 to a 3.5. Winner, TSN Radio. A year ago, with McCowan, the fan drew a 4.8, and Overdrive was a 3.1. Two years ago, the fan was 6.5, and TSN was a 2.0. So TSN more than doubled their audience in two years. The fan lost nearly half of their audience. That is massive. And that's McCowan's show only. Now, meanwhile, first up, which is the TSN morning show with Michael Landsberg and Carlo, Carlo Koliakovo, beat out the fan for the first time ever. Ever, even though the fan dominated, what, for 30 years in the market? Let's take a look at the 6 to 9 a.m. slot. TSN drew a 3.5 share, all right, with Landsberg and Koliakovo. Their rivals at the time, Scott MacArthur, Mike Zygomanis, and the much maligned Ashley Docking, could only manage a 2.6. So a 3.5 share in the mornings versus a 2.6 for the fan. Do you know that two years ago, the fan was at a 5.1? And TSN was a one share. That's massive. How do you let that? How could a company let that happen? Well, if we go back a little further, Brady and Walker in the morning, they, what did they have? Like those were, those were real numbers. And you talked about sticking with the show. They had over a five share. I think they had a five and a half share. That's pre-Blundell, right? So yeah, you're going back. Yeah, so they had five five times the audience that the TSN had. I don't think that works that way because it's percentage of a whole. Like it doesn't work five times. You're right. But what happens is when you had a 5.5 share and you now have a 2.6 share. Right. That's more, well, more than half of your audience, however you want to look at it. It's now, massive. This is very interesting. Now, just so that we're fair, in the targeted demo 25 to 54, the fan still leads 1050, 2.5 to 1.8. Like just, to, just because we can't but That's just that's all day the, uh, long, just, just in that demo, market demo. Right. Which is great if you're only selling ads to people who want to get to the 2554 male demo. But, but that's there all are they, others. But there's 18 to 34. Okay. There's 18 to 20. Oh, there's 18. Oh, you, are you but kidding they're not, me? They're not selling ads you're to not, target women, for example. You're, yeah, no, but you're telling me that they wouldn't like a piece of that 18 to 34 with all that disposable income? Oh, yeah. They want it. TSN's got some 18 to 34 action going on, right? right. Skew a little younger. Anyway, 
these numbers have more to do, Mike, with the failure of the fan and the absence of AM radio receivers than anything else. This is why TSN is pumping the fact that they've got millions of downloads of the Overdrive show. Hour one of Overdrive. You know, you can download it into a podcast. It's a so it's a competitor. Number of, right. So no matter what platform you're going to, TSN is going, look, here's, here's how many people are watching or listening on our digital platform. Here's how many people are listening to the podcasts. Right? It's not just the number of people listening at that time for radio. Right. And Rogers and the fan doesn't look at it, don't look at it the same way. So here's what I'm saying to you. Yes. If I'm Rogers and I see these numbers, the first thing I say is, how do I get Bob McCowan back? Whoa. How do I write the ship? The same way Rogers Radio many years ago, after they had let the extremely popular morning host Aaron Davis go and suffered a backlash of massive proportion from their listeners, their loyal listeners, right. bring back Aaron Davis. And they did. Aaron Davis ended up going to Easy 90, uh, 97.3 or whatever it was. Or Easy, Easy Rock. Right. Yes. Whatever it was. And ended up getting back on that morning show. Right. So the listeners spoke. Now, a lot of listeners to the fan have said they, have, they will not listen again. Be, they don't listen anymore because McCowan's not on anymore. That was big. So if you're the program director of the fan and they're holding a gun to your head because of these ratings, you're the one who made the decision. You're the one who said, no, we're not going to have... Greg Brady with uh, Andrew Walker. We're going to move them. We're going to bring in Dean Blundell. That was a different program. No, no, no. Now we're going to bring in Greg Brady, but we're going to bring him in with uh, Elliot Price from Montreal that no one's ever heard. No, that didn't work out so well. He lasted a year, year and a half. Okay, he's gone. Let's bring in Ashley Docking. No, that's not working so well. Let's move Brady out now and leave Ashley Docking there. Let's bring in Scott MacArthur and Mike Zygamatis. Oh, you know what? After a few months of that, did you hear the story that one of those three morning show hosts... Ashley Docking, Mike Zygamanis, Scott MacArthur, one of them went to management and said, it's either me or them. Either I go or one of those two Wait, goes. And I, that's what happened. How do you know this? I know this. I didn't know. You never, I didn't know this. Uh, I have sources, two of them confirmed that said that one of those three morning show hosts went to management and said, it's either me or that person. So it's that's one of, that's one gotta of two go. people. That's got to go. Is that Either Scott me or, or that person. That's got to go. This is uh, something okay? that's not out there. Because and the I have program not been director this. and the bosses went, well, mm, so, so it's not going to be the three of you. It's only going to be two of the three of you. Which one do I keep? And which one do I let go? And that's what happened there. That's how bad that trip, that's how bad of an idea that was. Now, Landsberg and Koliakovo, I don't know, it's been a couple years, right? It's got to yeah. be two years. And at first it was like, whoa, what is Carlo? But in the meantime, you put people together long enough, you have the belief that the chemistry is going to develop or that it's there in, in little doses, but it's going to get better. And now it's like, okay, let's be patient. And one thing about TSN, they've got patience. They've got patience. They've had the same people on the air, on television for years and years and years and years. Same people on the radio. You know, uh, the Overdrive guys have been together, I think, since 2015. They started off doing Leafs Lunch or something like that, and then they yeah. developed a great, a great chemistry. It takes time, but not at Rogers. Roger, we're moving this one. Oh, Tim and Sid, they're on the radio. They're off the radio. They're on TV. Now they're on TV and radio. I can't listen to Tim and Sid on radio because it's not a radio show. It's a TV it's show a television on the radio. Show. 
Okay? Writer's block, what time's it on from? Two to seven or three to eight? Or I don't even know when it's on because they keep moving stuff around. And and even TSN Radio, which has, a, I think, an hour or two hours of the Dan Patrick show. They don't even have local programming in the mornings. Right. Okay? But their morning drive show is better than the fans' morning drive show because they've kept them together for a while, allowed them to develop chemistry. But wow. not at the fan. And like I said before, one of those three went to management and but, said, But do you know either. who it is and you're yeah. just not saying it? Yeah. Okay, you know. So yeah, you'll tell I'm me ta- once we stop recording. I'm going to tell you that one of them went and said, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. Either I go or that person goes. And these are good sources. These are excellent sources because, as you know, Mike, that happened pretty quickly. I mean, Ashley Dawkins gone, wait a second. They were just together for how long were they together well, for? Whenever Greg left, whenever that was. <clears throat> how, how long? How long have they been together for? A couple Six of, months? I don't even oh, I don't know. No, not even. Oh, I don't believe it was. I don't believe that trio lasted six months. I don't think so. Okay, maybe like maybe four months. I don't know. I don't know. But certainly not very long at all to establish anything. But it was quite obvious to <clears throat> at least one of the that trio that this was not going to work. Wow. And I can't stand that person there. So it's either going to be me going or that person going. Wow. How about Okay. That? Now I need to know uh, selfishly whether uh, you can uh, keep this fire burning because right after this episode of Hebsey on Sports, there's an episode of Toronto Mike where you're gonna you're gonna worry about be it. just as passionate. Don't worry about it. All I'm saying to you is, Don't if you're if you're the program director of the fan, Dave Cadeau, do you do you put your tail between your legs, save your job, contact Bob McCallan, and say what will it take to get you back? You do know I pitched this idea to you two weeks ago and you laughed at me. Like I said, I know, Bob and, McCowan, I, and, and I said there would be zero chance. Right. But I and, didn't. And but I, I, didn't. I had this. But Mike, idea already. I didn't think. That when the book came out, the fan would have fallen. As I cannot think of, I can't think of any other business, any other show, any other media outlet that's dropped off the face of the earth the way this place has in the last two years. Think about this: a few years ago, we were going Dean Blundell in the morning. What the hell is going on here? Yeah, not my cup of tea. How long ago was that, Mike? How, Six years ago? I don't know. How many, I, years, ago, is a how many years ago did we go, what is going on at the fan? What the oh, hell? The Andrew Crystal was the first time, right? So how many years have we been saying, who are these guys at the fan? Remember, it used to be you knew who was going to oh, be on Stelic the air. Stelic and uh, Landry Stelic were there for a long Landry time. Landry were there. Before that, you had... You then know, they brought in Crystal. You had Derringer and Marsden. You had Landry and Marsden. You had... You know what I mean? You had people that, were, that did their time slot for, for a, a good number of years. You're, and now it's like, who, I don't know, what time is it on? And even changing the slots around, look, okay, 9 to noon, right? You know, uh, 6 a.m. to 9, 9 to noon is mid-morning. Noon to 3? No, no, we got a Leafs lunch thing. It's two hours, it's one hour. 2 to 4, 2 to 5, 5 to 7? What the hell's going on? Now, there's a little, just a little <laughs> parallel for radio people that uh, Indy 88 kind of came up and started doing what 102.1 had been doing for decades. Yeah, save and that. This, okay, but the same book, we saw that uh, 88 passed uh, 102. So, do you, do you similar. Think, do you think people listening to Hebsey on sports give a shit about Indy 88 and the other radio stations? I bet they you, more than you more than you think. No, they listen to sports all the time. The people that listen to your podcast are much more well-rounded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's another thing I got to say. Oh, okay. And by the way, folks, um, Mike will have a special edition of Toronto Mike with more on sports media, like much more on his podcast, which is, you know, powered by the same, well, he powers this podcast as well. And that's right after this. <clears throat> okay. So one thing I got to say, I love it when they mic up 
baseball players during spring training. This is the one thing I think is great. This is a rule that they got, at, maybe not in the regular season, but the other day they mic'd up Anthony Rizzo of the Cubs, and mm-hmm. he's joking around. They got the mic on him, and they're talking to him. He's got a little earpiece into it with that little squiggly that's attached to the back of the uniform, right? So he can hear them, and the announcers are going, uh, what do you think's coming here? And he's going, oh, bang a drum for him. Bang, bang something for <laughs> me so I know it's a fastball. But then he, then he hits the ball. He, hits it, he rips one to center field, and as he hits it, He's like doing play-by-play as he's running to first base. He's like, oh, that was a good one. And then he, he rounds first. He's going, I'm going for two. And then he goes, oh, no, I'm not. And he goes back to first base. <laughs> it's great. Yesterday on uh, That's Hockey with Gino Red on TSN, DJ Smith, the coach of the um, Ottawa Senators, had the headset on during the warm-up <clears throat> of the Senators game. So they're asking him questions while he's behind the bench with the headset on. And he's doing the warm-up. This right. is the stuff we've got to have. This is a fabulous perspective. This is what television networks have to be able to do. Okay? May, like I say, maybe not in the regular season. Right. But the other one was yesterday, I think yesterday or two days ago, the Red Sox are playing, and they've got Raphael Devers <clears throat> playing third base, and he's got the microphone on, and he's got the earpiece in, and Alex Rodriguez is talking to him in English and Spanish as he's playing third. So now the pitcher's on the mound and he's pawing the mound. So you can have the conversation with the third baseman. He's setting himself up. And then just as the pitch comes, right. you see him getting ready. And then if it's fouled off, they just continue on the conversation, right? And if it's hit to him or whatever, of course, they don't say anything. Right. So it was just a fantastic perspective. We've got to have more of that. Well, spring training is <clears> the time for that stuff. I don't exactly. Think, that'll never fly in a game No, but still, pregame, postgame, all of it, I love it. I right. love that insight. TFC has their home opener tomorrow against NYCFC. That's New York City uh, Ooh, FC. It's going to be cold. Five o'clock start at BMO Field. The Reds had a 2-0 lead in San Jose last week, but gave up a goal in the 95th minute and had to settle for a 2-2 draw. No Michael Bradley until June after his ankle surgery. Josie Altador spoke out about that. Uh, he was very critical of um, the uh, TFC organization for delaying that uh, decision for uh, Michael to have surgery. Uh, also, Josie Altador tried his hand at being a sportscaster. And TSN facilitated him. Hey, Josie, do you want to become a sports... you want to do the sports with Rod Smith? And he did. And he was pretty good. But when they asked him who he thought would win the the tennis match between Canadian Layla Annie Fernandez and Sloane Stephens, he picked Sloane Stephens because she's his (laughs) fiancée. Now, I thought, man, there's a conflict of interest there because you're on a Canadian network. We're all rooting for Layla Annie Fernandez against the American Sloane Stephens. Oh, Josie Altador happens to be the fiancé no of Sloane Stevens, So he picks Sloane Stevens to win in their second-round match at Monterey. And what happens? Sloane Stevens loses to the 17-year-old Canadian sensation who's now into the quarterfinals tonight against the number one seed, wow. Elena Svitolina, who is the number four player in the world. Wow. Fernandez is ranked 126th. She's 17 years old. What is it with Canadian teenagers in sports? We just got so many of them. We got Alfonso Davies playing for Bayern, Music, Bayern Munich. Fantastic. We've got maybe Bianca Andreescu coming back to defend her title at Indian Wells, although people don't think so. No one's seen her play or even practice with that knee injury. Right. We've still got Felix Auger-Aliassime, right? He's still 19 years of age. We got teenagers. We got great teenage athletes in this country. We're that's fabulous. that's an exciting time. Exciting time for sure. Very very exciting. By the way, uh, f- um, Fernandez made her uh, first final last week in Acapulco. Do you know that uh, uh, Leila Annie Fernandez speaks fluent Spanish? I did not know that. Her family is of Ecuadorian descent. How about that? Uh, and you're asking, of course, hey, where can we watch the match on Canadian TV? The answer is nowhere. 
even though TSN did get the rights to the WTA and made a big stink about it. Hey, we got the WTA. You can watch every match that Bianca Andreescu plays. She's not playing. And this tournament is not one of the matches that they're showing. And so TSN has curling tonight. They have NHL hockey tonight. They will not be showing the match between Leila Andy Fernandez and Irina Svitolina. So you're out of luck. Okay? Amazon. That's one of these services. Prime. Like Amazon yeah, Amazon Prime. Prime it's right. like Netflix. It's like Crave. It's like all this great television programming, movies, and all that. They have greenlit eight episodes of one of the greatest comedy shows ever, The Kids in the Hall. This is the song Butts Wiggling from the soundtrack to their movie Brain Candy, which also featured the song Eat My Brain by the Odds. Right. Never really liked the title of that. And also a character named Cancer Boy. Right. Which was one of the most <laughs> disgusting characters. It was Bruce McCulloch's. It was terrible. He was nasty. I, I remember. And bald. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was very, um, boy, a lot of people were really upset with that particular. Anyway, anyway, eight new episodes are coming. Because the boys from the Kids in the Hall, Dave Foley, Bruce McCulloch, Kevin McDonald, Mark McKinney, and Scott Thompson will join with executive producer Lorne Michaels for a continuation of the show, which originally ran from 1988 to 1995 in Canada and the U.S. Ex this is exciting news. I can't Very wait to see the kids news. back uh, on TV. The new Kids in the Hall will be the first Canadian original series for Amazon's Prime Video streaming platform. A premiere date has not been set. Said Lorne Michaels, quote, even after 30 years, the Kids in the Hall has retained its brilliance and originality. We are happy to be bringing back all of the original kids for a new series. And that's what held up this deal because they had four or five locked in, but they, they said if we don't get all five, this, does, this deal right. doesn't close. Now, this was also one of the problems with the movie Brain Candy. I don't know if you saw it or not. Well, you I saw had it. to be a real fan to enjoy the movie. But one of the problems with it was is that all five really didn't collaborate the way they did on the show. Dave Foley was not really available. He was doing the show News Radio. And even though he appears in the movie in a few scenes, he didn't write, I don't think he wrote any of it at all. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, they were kind of on their way out. This was after the series had run. They did the movie, and then they kind of went their separate ways. Scott Thompson was on the Larry Sanders show. Right. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Bruce McCulloch did that show, Young Drunk Punk or something like that. That came much later. I was believe. that much later? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, but the point is, they, you know, they went their separate ways. They went their separate ways. Um, and I knew a few of the guys back in the day. Uh, they were big fans of Sportsline, especially Kevin McDonald and Dave Foley. And those two guys were huge Ally of Frady fans. And uh, I know you talked to Kevin on your show. And then I asked him about this because you put the bug in my ear. About Ally of Frady. And he was their favorite player. And I right. got them an autographed stick. He had a cannonading drive. <laughs> He did. And he, he was a he, fast skater. Well, he he, he did. He did. He won the uh, hardest shot competition one year, and I think he might have been second in the fastest skater. He was. Yeah. He could go. He had like size sixteen skates, <laughs> big boats. Ally Afraidy. And then I ran into them in California uh, prior to a tragically hip concert at uh, the House of Blues, and it was around that time that I guess they approached the hip and said, "Hey, could you do a song that can go on our soundtrack?" And this was a cut from uh, Trouble at the Hen House, Bud's Wiggling. Yeah, right. Uh, a lot of people kind of went, they dismissed this song. This is a commercial song. It's for a, it's for a movie. It's not something they would have written. And, and at first it was kind of like, yeah, this isn't really, but I, it grows on you. It may got a lot of radio play. I kind of like it. I mean, just, it's a hip song. In it's my great. Opinion, I wore this shirt because I knew this song was coming up. In my opinion, the drug is ready. Remember <laughs> uh, the FDA. Um, anyway, um, so they're coming back. The kids in the hall. These are the Daves I know, I know. 
30 Helens, head crusher. I crush your, I crush your head. Right. Chicken lady. I, like, I can't wait. I like Kevin's will do. The guy, <laughs> he promised everything. In his I, can't, I can't wait. And I saw Bruce McCulloch the other day on College Street. I'm walking. You know, you're oh. walking along. You see someone. And you're just in one of those moods where no matter if you make eye contact with anyone, you just nod your head. You hi. Right. Anyway, I'm walking along. I, I make eye contact with him. I see him. He sees me. I nod my head. He nods his head. Nice. I go walking. And then my immediate thought is, was he nodding at me because he recognized me? Or he's just he would just nod at anyone? Did I nod at him because I would just... And then <laughs> I wonder if he said, hey, that's the guy from... Because I, I know I said, that's Bruce McCulloch. But anyway. Two legends crossing uh, paths in the wind crossing there. The wind. <laughs> okay, so Kids in the Hall coming back. That's it for episode number 175 of Hebsey on Sports. Thanks, as always, to Toronto Mike for production and inspiration. Check out his excellent podcast, Toronto Miked. And don't forget to tell your friends about this podcast. We're going to have some exciting news coming in the next week or so about membership. That's another tragically hip song. Membership. I like that. We have to use that. Uh, you got a chance to win swag. You got a chance to win tickets. You got a chance for meet and greets, premium content available, all that good stuff. News coming. Thanks for allowing us into your headspace. Back with another exciting episode shortly. Until then, so long for now. This podcast has been produced by TMDS and accelerated by Rome Phone. Rome Phone brings you the most reliable virtual phone service to run your business and protect your home number from unwanted calls. Visit romephone.ca to get started.